Okay. Um, this is a few thoughts that I'm going to add as more or less a monologue. You're welcome to add comments in the comment section, but this is a, a non-guest soliloquy for the Unsanctioned Citizen podcast these that I'd like to do. And soon, as soon as I confirm guests, I will get somebody on here to, uh, to talk with me and discuss topics that I think are really important to discuss. You know, I begged Keanu Reeves, publicist, to talk to me about how he got booted by the PRC over Tibet, speaking out in Tibet. So hold, hold your hope and your good thoughts for me to see if we can get Keanu Reeves on here. Otherwise, we're just going to... We're just going to say thanks anyway. <laughs> um, so hi, welcome to the Unsanctioned Citizen podcast. Um, there are a lot of challenges to free thinking currently. The primary one is distractions. You know, all sorts of always on distractions, online media, media distractions, and they're all competing for an increasingly fragmented attention span, you know, sprayed to the four winds. Uh, because of mobile media and television and ugh, advertising, it just goes on and on and on. There are certainly qualified interruptions, you know, your family, shopping for the house, paying your bills, uh, tending to prior obligations that you set up. Uh, one might say, well, those aren't distractions, those are obligations. Well, they, they might become distractions when they, you know, intrude into areas where you didn't necessarily agree to go. Like uh, a person from work calling in a crisis three hours after sunset. That's not good, but it happens. You know, a pet insisting on attention when you're on deadline. You got to get something done, you know, so forth and so on. You're, you must know that there are interruptions in our life that uh, happen to collapse on top of everything else that is competing for our attention. So we need to actively explore ways to think for ourselves and to be agile against the surging wave of chronic distractions. So um, creative people, for instance, particularly writers, um, I'll just speak for myself, you know, need to really sink into their typeset and, and be on and focused on what they're doing. They need uninterrupted time to pursue better arguments, surprises, and solutions to emerging um, problems. So even if you aren't creative, part of living a completely human life is quiet time for spiritual insights and ideas, um, typically driven by a quest for answers to daily problems. And these problems come whether you are prepared or not, just like time. It keeps going, you know, whether you want it to or not, it's here and then it's gone and, you know, it stops for no one, stops for no one. So the real crises emerge in a person's life when they don't observe their own thoughts and feelings. They allow prior judgments or judgments from outside or authority figures that they may or may not agree with to police their inner thoughts rather than self-observation as self-management. So many people are driven crazy by this, you know, adopted inner critic, you know, it could be a parent, it could be some strong man, it could be anybody. Um, but these are voices and notions of influence that deserve and require occasional mental challenge, you know, questioning 
internally in order to agree with our own inner forms of personal consent. Like, do I, do I agree with this? Do I know what I think? And you have to stop, pull yourself out of the distraction and the, the influence, you know, swamp or just tidal currents. And you have to ask questions. And if you're not paying attention, you won't. So you need to pay, pay attention to your own thoughts. So here's why a uniform attention span is more important now than ever. When everyday living becomes more expensive due to uncontrolled elements like war and inflation, um, your time becomes stretched into cutting costs, earning more income, and conserving your money with, a, with additional personal exertion. So you have to make more increasingly quick, sharp decisions in less time with even less money. So there is less sleep due to later nights. Family time might get squandered. There's shifts of labor and other obligations, you know, some of them falling, falling onto members of the family and some of those people get younger and younger. So let's, let's think towards the lower end of the economic spectrum. Mistakes for a poorer person often lead to unintentional setbacks on a very unforgiving scale. And uh, criminals and sociopaths and power trippers typically target the poor. Because they're low-hanging fruit. They're easy to get. And they will, if you're increasing the number of poor people, you're going to increase the amount of people who will suffer adversity at the hands of criminals. So they will attack people who are suddenly alienated from their normal ways of doing things. They're out of place. You know, they're, they're doing things they wouldn't normally do. You know, they're going to lower rent areas and bad, you know, with surging high crime. So no one asks for crime, but as a rule, criminals typically blame the people they hurt for the crimes they commit against them. And criminals are typically focused on crime. They prey on the distracted. So as a result, like a rule, as a rule of urban survival, you need your concentration to be on. You need your, your concentration faculties, you know, your head to be on a swivel now more than ever. So this is really an appeal to downsize personal device notifications, ancillary, uh, you know, things that, that withdraw your attention from, from your surroundings. You know, if you're doing things differently than you normally do. So you would do things like get rid of apps that pull your attention away from important things like driving. Uh, place your phone on airplane mode when you're in an unfamiliar place. Uh, if you know that you're prone to overusing your devices, edit the amount of app time that you're, you're, you know, pushing into your phone. You know, you can temporarily switch to a dumber model of phone or a landline during core hours, you know, where you need to be on for work or incoming queries. You can shut off forms of media when it's not that time. You know, you can replace it with ambient natural noise like waterfall or some undemanding instrumental music as just kind of a placeholder if your mind is just crawling around looking for something to grab onto, because it does. That's what it does. So the other way is to do something a little bit more challenging to yourself, which is to limit or cut out toxic people and distractions in your life. This is kind of a big one. A lot of people stay engaged in reality TV or nighttime soap operas because they want to solve problems caused by deliberate over over complication. These are demanding exercises and time spent with people 
with advanced complications in life due to chronic mental health conditions. But it's never couched that way. These are interesting people with complicated lives. You know, but, but these people are, are typically people with personality disorders, histrionic personality disorder, narcissistic personality disorder, borderline personality disorder, sex or drug addictions, on and on and on and on and on. So if the reason you're watching these shows is because you're looking for clues as to how to deal with other people in your life exhibiting these behaviors, you're not going to get answers. You're only feeding into a vicious cycle where you continue to play act in a psychotic drama. So notice now, none of this typifies a way to connect with your own thinking. None of it. So as long as you're focused on other people's dramas and other demands with no breaks, you won't know your own mind. This is an increasingly dangerous place to be in because you're susceptible to being manipulated and pulled into pulled into directions that you're not fully consenting to or aware of. So it's not a legitimate decision when your awareness and your consent is not fully in it. Unfortunately, on a badly distracted day, our actions get ahead of our thinking and it will at the very least inconvenience, inconvenience your day, excuse me, or it will alter your life permanently in an adverse way as predators, they can see you coming. So, uh, so let's, let's look at some tools to help you survive by, by staying, you know, here now. Um, one is diet and exercise, easily modified. A diet free of artificial preservatives and food coloring will greatly advance the cause of mental decluttering, confusion, and despair. Uh, exercise, particularly cardio, is an easy and cheap way to blow out the, the mental fog with natural stimulants like caffeine or B vitamins are off the mark or untimely. It's just not time for that or you're doing too much. So the second would be, would be mindfulness meditation. Two to five minutes of mindfulness meditation is really, really annoying at first to the chronically distracted person. However, I urge you to stick with it and seat your little monkey mind so that you can choose what you want to think about rather than thinking only what's scattered around your mind at that time and that moment. So the third thing to do is to choose something, deliberately choose something positive and soothing to think about as a deliberate act of choosing something to think about. This is also an extension of a mindfulness practice. Number four, adopt a prayer or meditation spiritual practice as a means of releasing agents of chaos away from your mind, like just letting go of them, getting them, kicking them out, showing them the door. So everybody has a mental nemesis, some white whale or some thorn in your side that stays with you. And these situations are seemingly static. So your spiritual practice gives you the gift of letting go of forgiveness daily processing of irritations and power struggles that did not go your way. So you qualify the battles that matter in that process. Subordination to reality often includes a time to tell your ego what does and does not qualify as a good fight. Competition is part of life. And I urge you to count your wins positively ahead of any losses.
they necessarily need to weigh more because as long as you're breathing, you're winning more than you're losing <laughs> on most days, on most days. So just think positive. So choose one conflicted area. Here's another tactic. Choose one conflicted area and think about it deliberately. So you observe your own thoughts without any judgment or authority. That is another mindfulness practice. What do I think? It is harder than it seems. So when you're not clear, your mind starts immediately fighting what other people are saying and thinking and projecting onto you, the situation, the circumstances. People with well-formed or paid-for agendas, they already know what they think. They know what to say, but they cannot think for you. That is your job. Your job is to know your own mind. And then you choose whether or not you agree or disagree with their perspective. But if you let them think for you, then the battle's already won and you don't get a choice anymore. So number six, and this is a hard line. It's super simple, but it's super hard. Understand there is a difference between you and your thoughts, period. You are different from your thoughts. There is a difference. Number seven, you can change your mind or make adjustments to your thoughts if your choices don't necessarily match your thinking. That's just true. You can change your mind. Number eight, accept responsibility for your thoughts and feelings. More difficult, again, super difficult for some people. Sometimes it's easier, sometimes it's harder. People in toxic positions will be prone to avoiding their own minds, their own feelings, and their own thinking. And then they can fall prey. They deliberately subordinate themselves to strong men who understand their drive to avoid this responsibility. For the sake of being personally free, I urge you to connect and to know and understand your own mind. Accept how you feel. Accept what you are thinking about a situation. And then you have a choice about correcting your own thoughts and choosing the path that you want to choose. Then you can have a brave and happy life. See, brave people are happier people because they accept responsibility for their own choices. When somebody else is leading you around by the nose, it's not necessarily the happiest life. Fortune favors the bold. You know, to resist what is wrong often has assistance from the greater angels. Angels, I really believe that. So if you choose to do something right, and you're really facing an adverse consequence, send up, send up a prayer or something. Sometimes unforeseen help comes your way. Be looking for it. So this is um, some positive thoughts uh, affirming you to, to know your own mind as a herbal, herbal, urban survival thinking skill. Um, this has been Sheila Dean to unembargo your mind for the Unsanctioned Citizen Podcast. Have a fantastic day.